Welcome to the Thundercast after a disappointing week in SEU basketball, to say the least. Christian Esparza here, uh, Parker Haney with me as always. We brought Hayden back to give his thoughts on some uh, Thunderbird basketball. Uh, long story short, both teams won, or like, <laughs> both teams lost. <laughs> what alternate timeline <laughs> are, are you logged into right now? I wish, man. I want it. Both teams lost their first game. Uh, they both had a first-round bye, but when I say disappointing, I mean... So you meant to say it was both teams won their first game because we had a first-round bye. Right, if you, if you want to make yourself feel better. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day... First game that we played, we lost. We Parker and I left Boise as early as we possibly could have. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but I paid for the whole trip. That's the disappointing part. It was fun. It was super fun though. Um, being a media member for the you know Big Sky tournament, you got lots of free food, lots of free uh, soda, and raw organic. Well, I I heard from my contacts up at the Big Sky that you guys were great media members until SCU played. And then you guys turned into uh, <laughs> student section. Student then. section. Dude, I literally was like, I think I need to take my media pass off because <laughs> I'm gonna get kicked <laughs> out. I, I told him I was like. Listen, I'm going to give you a credential. If I was running the university journal next year, we might have have words about that, but it's not my problem now. If you guys <laughs> don't get credentialed next year. It was fun. And it was our last time in the Big Sky tournament, so. got to go out with a bang. Yeah. I'm already. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, we're not coming back to the Big Sky anyway. No. The WAC doesn't know that I'm a ridiculous a fan. Dude, I you're already so helpless as a fan. You know what I mean? It's like, I love this team so much, and I can't do anything to help them. And then I was a media member, and so I couldn't do anything. And I was like, I'm not standing for this. And so I was just – I was whistling the whole game. It was like 35 (laughs) straight minutes of whistling. You can whistle. And I can whistle, especially in a gym that doesn't have a lot of things going on. There's a reason I always sit behind you at basketball, never in front. Yep. Well, luckily I was on the front row, so it was just Todd trying to – you know, talk through the timeout, and I'm just whistling the whole time. <laughs> Couldn't hear anything. So that's why maybe we that's, lost. Maybe that's why we lost. <laughs> yeah, Dang it. it's all your fault. So first off, let's go uh, women's basketball just because they played first. They played Tuesday at 8. Uh, it was a long day. We drove all the way up to Boise, got settled in, watched the game. Um, they played the Idaho Vandals. Idaho had a first-round bye. Um, no, Idaho mm-hmm. had to play first. Or, no, I mean, we had first I meant Idaho. Bye. Idaho won their first game as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. According to Parker's logic, we both won our first games. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Idaho played their first game. They won. Uh, yeah, we played them. We lost 77-64. to 64. It was a really, really weird game. Um, at halftime, SEU had taken two three-pointers at mm-hmm. half. Yeah, 0 for 2. Yeah, 0 for 2. Uh, they finished the game 1 for 6 from 3. Two, 2 for 6, I think. Two for it says one on the box score. Oh, oh boy, one for six. Oh boy, it was I told na- everyone two for six. Even that was Natalia Oka Missouri hit the the game's only three pointer. I mean SEU's only three pointer with like a minute and a half left in the game. Yeah, I mean we were we were literally zero for two until there was like five minutes left to play yeah, in right. the fourth. Right, and the then we started our, chucking some up. Yeah, majority of was, our attempts came in junk time. That that was that was so confusing to me because. These last few weeks, we've kind of identified ourselves as a 
three-point shooting team. Yeah. Let Sam do her thing. Let Natalia do her thing. We beat Idaho State because Dale and Sharita knocked down their first two three-pointers each. Right. And it was like, I mean, yeah, that's what has to happen because then well, and Lizzie and Dari can get going. Well, especially, too, because, like, you look at Idaho, their women's team, like, their strength is they have the best post in the league and then two or three more good posts behind her, yeah. right? And so you would think we'd come out shooting. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I'm no yeah. basketball coach. But also sometimes when I'm watching these games, and it's like, well, you know how you get more threes up? Take more threes. Shoot more threes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like right It's here, not like they're coming well, out and guarding that, you at 25 feet. Yeah. That's what confused me is it, it like – they passed up open shots. Yeah, they were passing up open shots. Natalia has never been scared to pull the trigger. No. Sam has never been scared to pull the trigger all year. And they were, they just didn't shoot him. It right was so here, confusing. it says Sam was 0 for 2, but I don't even remember when she shot a 3. Same thing, I think it was kind of when it was like garbage time and they like were literally forced yeah. to start hugging You know what's so threes? funny is I, I love the way that Sam played. I love that she wanted to attack. I love that she took yeah. some two-point jumpers. Like, I love that. I don't love it when we're in the quarterfinals of the Big Sky Tournament. Let's yeah, well, do what we've well, been doing all year. I, I, I think she – yeah, I agree. She she played well, and I think those are all things that she can do that will open her up to get more three-point shots. Yeah. Right? you yeah. got to respect her drive, so she's going to be – you're going to have to sag off on her a bit and everything. Um, yeah, and it was just weird that it was one or the other. Yeah, it you wasn't can't have both for some Using reason. one to open up the other. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe she's getting you know those those good drives, and she's able to put the ball on the ground because they were so locked in on her mm-hmm. as yeah. a three point threat. So either yeah. way, I, I mean, I think what she showed in that game was one of the few bright spots mm-hmm. for the team when you look at heading into next year. Mm-hmm. Like if she can bring that energy, and Dela can keep being what she was the last month of the year of the season like that's so scary holy cow this is like we we talked a little bit about this uh christian and i did like our women's basketball team is going from like second tier team in in the big sky top of that second tier yeah but we are a step below montana state idaho state idaho on a good year Mm -hmm. i mean idaho on a bad year still beat us yeah um we enter the whack, and we can beat any of those teams. Like, mm-hmm. our, I think our women are going to be primed to, to, to go dancing sooner rather than later. Especially if you, I mean, if Lizzie Williamson even makes fifty percent of the improvement that she made from last year to this year, right? Going Gotta, into next year, I mean, it's she doesn't even need to improve that much. But if she just even gets a little bit better, we're going to be, we're going to be really, really solid. Yeah, um, talk, she's talking about Idaho, be one of the most improved players in the nation. She has to be. Like, not even using hyperbole, she has to be one of the 10 most improved players in the nation. She got a shout-out on ESPN yeah. during Selection <laughs> Sunday for being wow. one of the, what, eight players that had a 2020 game this year? That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. You That's see all, so cool. these, all these players that are playing in March Madness right now, then at the bottom, Southern Utah University, Lizzie Williamson. That was tight. <laughs> yeah. And this was a girl who... Frankly, coming into the season, we thought would play two minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. So this is, I mean, this is two sided, right? It's saying how good she has become this year, but also, you know, what we saw from her last year was so, like, you know. We didn't see anything from her last year. That's why the improvement was so insane because it was from zero to a double double. Yeah. And in her two years 
her first two years in college sports, 2020, 2021, she was at Utah State. Last year, she was here at Southern Utah. She played in 12 games total, averaged three minutes a game, and she turned into a 25-minute player, starter, 10 points, close to 10 rebounds. Mm. Like Yeah, for a minute, <laughs> she was leading the conference in rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's tight, man. And She probably led him in offensive rebounds. Probably. If not, I mean, definitely top three, but... Yeah, yeah. she's got a 90... F- she's ranked in the 95th percentile for <laughs> rebounds per yeah. game and rebound rate. Like, she's... That's crazy. Y- you can't ask for more than that at yeah. this level. So, bottom line, I think looking at this team, like, it sucks that they were the number three seed and then they come in and lose their first game. But ultimately, like, the way I keep consoling myself is kind of saying... We're never supposed to be this good in the first place. And yeah, it's, it's a bad it's hard way to look at things. But it, it, it's hard to be disappointed at the women's basketball season because they yeah. shouldn't have been this good. Not with losing Piper Thornberry, losing Kinsley Barrington, losing so many people, losing Aisha, Liz Graves, who yeah. you know opted to not come back for a COVID year. Aisha midseason, like this team shouldn't have been as good as they did, and they're not big on moral victories. You know, I saw a couple of the girls on. Uh, Friday at the gymnastics meet, and yeah. you know they were like, "Oh gosh, we're losers!" Blah, right? Blah, they're blah, gonna blah, be blah. frustrated, they're upset. But gosh, what a year they had! Oh yeah, and perhaps the biggest addition. I mean, we have an awesome class coming in, not even including any transfers we might get over the the summer. Just our freshmen coming in are awesome, but maybe the best thing to happen to us is we're getting away from Montana State because <laughs> that freaking team is sophomores and juniors and yeah. they're going to be so good for the next three years oh so good gosh. i i'm i don't see them not winning the big sky at least two more times in the next three years yeah. well darian white uh parker and i talked about she was by far the tournament mvp yeah uh, cola bad bear i mean oh my goodness she's a great player yeah, too. i like, came away from that tournament just the biggest cola bad bear stand in the world yeah. she, she got a cool name too was, that helps but awesome yeah like enough that i drank enough of the kool-aid forgot all of their you know beginning of the season woes and all their bad losses that i'm like can stanford handle handle my girl bad bear (laughs) right (laughs) obviously they can but i don't know but we'll see i was i was very (laughs) offended when they when she they announced they were a 16 seed having to play stanford i was like oh stuff disrespect that's at least, I mean, 12. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Cola Bath. Since when does the Big Sky Women's Basketball <laughs> Tournament champion not get respect around here? But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tracy Sanders preached resilience all season. Um, yeah. I mean, every time there was a home game, I got to speak to her post-game, and she brought that up almost every single time. And, obviously, it shows. Like you mentioned, they lost all these players that they were counting on having. Um, lots of those players were supposed to be, quote-unquote, I mean, really impactful players, and yet they still ended up first round by uh, top three seed in the, in the big sky. So really excited for the future as far as uh, what Sam Johnston, De La Bellina, and Lizzie Williamson bring. Um, they got me really excited for next year. Well, they didn't do anything for Shreda for senior night, right? No, I don't think so. It was only dark. So that's got me thinking yeah. she's coming back. Probably. Taking yeah. her COVID year. Um, we're getting, like I said, two really, really good freshmen. Right. We're 
going to be able to see Emmy Clark in action, who, I mean, it's just practice. I've only gone and watched them a few times. I don't think I've seen her miss a three. She might come in as one of our best shooters. Like, it's, No way Natalia can't see more than 25 minutes a game. I, it's just she's got, so good. We're so yeah. deep. She's it's so awesome. good. We're gonna run. We're gonna shoot. It's 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 gonna be fun to to see the rotation next year. We talked about it too. I love what I love about Natalia is she's got that like that mama mentality to her. Like, and I know we harped on her a little bit for, you know, not taking shots during the big game. But I mean, throughout most of the season, there were times when she was just like, I'm gonna put the ball on the floor. I'm gonna get a shot up, clear out. Like, yeah, it's so fun to watch. Well, and this is also like. She didn't even have, like, if you guys remember, she came in right as yeah. the season started. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Like, she she didn't get a practice with the team all yep. summer. She didn't get a practice with the team all winter. So getting a full year underneath her and oh, yeah. being able to mesh more with her teammates, that's going to be huge, not just for her, but for the entire team. Crazy. And now that, like, Dela seems pretty comfortable as the one, like, I don't know. There's just there are so many pieces. I think all that this team is missing is let's see one of our freshmen that's coming in is like six five, so we got some more size there. We're we're probably gonna need another forward or two. Yeah. Well yeah. especially with Dari graduating. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna and shout out to Dari too because I mean, I know we kinda <laughs> talked about her being like, I mean, she's been here forever, blah blah blah, but she hit her one thousand point mark over the year. And over the last month and a half, I mean, she really was their most consistent player. Oh yeah, she was. I mean, she we, was good. And maybe that's the reason why we didn't get as many three point shots in that game because Dari was playing the best on Dari, the team, yep. and they just kept feeding her, feeding her, yeah, feeding feed her. Feed the hand. So, yeah, yeah. Dari I had no finished. problem with it other than the fact that Sydney Gandy for Idaho came out and had 15 points in like 10 mm-hmm. minutes. So. Yeah, she's not even that good. That's what bugged me. I, I'm she really okay. wasn't. I mean, she was. I, I mean, she's just a chucker. The, you, yeah. <laughs> if she makes one, she might make six. You go and you lose to Beyonce and Louise Forsythe. Beyonce that's, is so good. That's one thing. Yeah. You lose to Idaho's guards. That's that's an yeah. entirely yeah. different issue. Like, yeah. you can't tell me that. I mean, she probably is a better shooter than Dela, but there's nothing that she does other than she has more range that's better than Dela. Yeah. Like, yeah. The best thing she does is get the ball to. Beyonce B. Right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't, I mean, yeah, it's not a knock on Gandy. Beyonce B is just really good, so. She's so freaking good, dude. Um, Not as good as Montana State, though, who went on to win oh. the tournament. <laughs> Montana State, like, we were able to watch Montana State play because they played before SUU, and they just looked like the best team. Um, yeah. That, it was, like, not even close. It was, <laughs> like, watching that play was like, oh, my gosh. They were just, they were so good. Something was definitely so up with Idaho State at the end of the year because yeah. they lost a lot of games. They lost their first matchup. Yep, they got upset by Weber, right? Yeah. No, 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 they no lost Weber beat Portland uh, State NA, or NAU. Oh, NAU. NAU. Yeah. Um, which how about NAU's march to the? Yeah, what the that heck? Was crazy conference final. That was insane. I, as I was watching them play, and they were playing really well. Yeah. Um, I really liked their what was her name, Riddenbaugh. Or yeah, yeah uh-huh. something like that. There are four that was just bombing threes. Um, the whole time I was like, there's no way a team that we beat twice is going to yeah, right? go <laughs> play in March Madness. I was just dying watching. Like, yeah. No, Montana State, far and away, best best women's team. Um, 
Let's talk about men's basketball now. Yeah, I know I mean, that's a good segue because Montana State far and away best <laughs> men's team. Speaking yeah. of best Speaking team, of best <laughs> team, we might as well talk about um, yeah Montana State's men's team. Let, <sighs> first, I'll say their their game against Weber. <laughs> Should that, have was been. A bit, that was the best I, game. I, I, I want to let the record show that Parker is in the corner tearing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a little too soon for him. We'll get to ask you in just I've been saying second, it's Parker. too soon all weekend, man. Everybody <laughs> keeps asking me about it. I'm like, I can't talk about it. I've got to save it for the pod, yeah. try and keep it together until then. Wait for the Thundercast. Um, yeah, that Montana State Weber game was intense. I mean, we were driving, but what's the, the pl- color dude from Weber? He was on his. Top of his name, too. Yeah, Cravens had some good ones. Uh, Tighter than a banjo string. (laughs) Guarding Xavier Bishop is like (coughs) nailing jello to a tree. (laughs) It's like trying to nail jello to a tree. (laughs) My favorite was was the the dude who's doing play-by-play was like, "Eh, I kind of like working with me. And he's like, no, working with you is like, might as well nail me to a tree. (laughs) Nail me to the tree, not not nail jello to a tree. (laughs) Made like a little like... Subtle crucifixion joke where it was yeah. like, oh, man, this is so good. <laughs> he, he was oh, – man, he's awesome. So, yeah, Montana State, I mean, Xavier Bishop led the way really. And, I mean, I sent in my ballot for the the awards, and I think I had two or three Montana State players on on the conference team. Like, Yeah, just give it to Montana, Montana State's team, yeah. targeting five-plus Bryce Fowler. And, yeah. So good. <laughs> well, and then – I'm not a fan. <laughs> I know you're not. It, it was confuses ki- the heck out of me. It was killing me as we were watching, and he's just destroying everyone. Oh, I love every second. Just gushing about how good he is. I was just like, Ugh. dude. Every time he got a bucket, I'd grab Christian. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> it's true. I was there. Dude, I, I in the post game they lose to Montana State, and in the post game I I ask Montana State's head coach, and they had uh, Bishop and. Adamu. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Adamu was out there, and I was like, "What do you do when you're playing a player like Bryce Fowler?" And how do you stop him? Yeah, they all just bust up laughing. And Montana (laughs) State's head coach, like, you know, if you find out, let me know because he's. I mean, he just he had like 14 points in eight minutes. It was crazy to start that game and then finish with 18. (laughs) Unfortunately for Sacramento State, they did figure that out. Yeah, Yeah. in the second half, it took a whole uh, three fourths of the game, but yeah. um, that was a, the men's side. What I walked away with was, and I mean, we kind of went into the tournament with this thought, anyways. But literally, any of those top five teams could have won, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. And then SU gets upset by the seventh seed, Portland State, and it was like, oh yeah, they're really good too. I forgot about them. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, they won like <laughs> ten of their last thirteen or something. They. they <laughs> Couldn't even sniff the <laughs> amount of talent we have on this team. No, they definitely well, couldn't. They have the win to show for. <laughs> yeah. I really like Jace Coburn. Yeah. Their head coach, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely one to watch for. Young guy, first year as a head coach. Yep. Took an over for, for Barrett Peary when he bolted for, for Texas Tech. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting to watch Portland State over the next few years. Um they were coached very well. I just Portland State's not that good. They're we definitely should have won that, the game. That's what was killing me watching the whole thing was it's like this is a team we've already beaten twice, Yeah, team who we handled last year, like team we've handled historically since Todd has been here, mm. and they're no more talented this year than they have been in the last two, three years. It just 
it's it's a tough break for SCU tough because break. Um, that first round bye is not all it's cracked up to be in the Big Sky tournament. No, because it really happens in those, every those single teams, sport too. Those teams come in so playing yeah. so hot, playing so high off of their first round win. It is so hard to match that intensity once the game starts, and that's really where SCU lost the game. Yeah. Was in the beginning, right off the tip, in literally the first three minutes. Yeah, and you could tell. I mean, Spurgeon had a turnover. And he kind of got down on himself early. Credit to him, though. But he really turned his game around. He had a great rest of his game. But so many bad early, early to- turnovers that just buried SUU. For the first eight minutes, it wasn't even them turning us over, though. I mean, we were just bouncing the ball yeah. off our feet. Yeah. Like, we just couldn't even dribble the ball. But, it's it, dude, even even more so than, than, right, like Portland State having a win and then they're coming in all fired up. It's SUU not being able to play. It's a completely different arena, right? You're playing in a hockey stadium. And so the stands are so far away from the hoop, yeah. and it looks like you're shooting outside. It's so much different than any other arena that you've it is a weird venue. ever played in. It's a, it's weird, a weird venue. venue. And, and I was like, I brought it up to a lot of the coaches doing postgame and stuff, and like, how weird is it to shoot on this hoop? And they were like, I mean, it's, it's just different. And you, right, like before SU played, they went and had 20 minutes to do a – a shoot around on on the actual court, but it's like, right. I don't know, man. I hate it. So that's another testament to the game. first round bike. Good, we're never going back. <laughs> yeah, we're never playing in that stadium or that tournament again. Good oh, riddance. that's crazy! I just got a notification. WAC is moving their uh, conference finals to the <laughs> Idaho Central. <laughs> Idaho Central I would die. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to be able to watch those games in Vegas. It, that's I what I would say too. Like eight hour drive, two and a half hour drive. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, so I can justify canceling class and going to that tournament field trip. now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone can actually have people there. Hop in the minivan. Whatever. My wife is driving. Let's go. <laughs> That's why you bought the minivan. The uh, the biggest thing that I felt like we couldn't overcome was, and I know that we just talked about it with the women, but I guess the women did never shoot them, but. I mean, you just can't have an offer for Moody, right? Oh I mean, God. Dre's sick. That's fine. We can overcome the Dre minutes. You know, Tevian's hurt. That's fine. We can overcome the Tevian minutes. But you can't have Moody go 0 for. And we just, I mean, that, right? Todd talked about it in the postgame again. He was like, that's you don't expect. You never think would yeah, be the downfall. You don't expect to just miss shots. You know, we, we shot 38, 39% from three on the year. You don't expect going in that. That that's what's going to be our downfall. Yeah. Well, I, I I get that, but also like like you said, like Dre's sick. He doesn't look like himself. Well, then pull him out of the game. Dre played over thirty minutes. Yeah. Not looking like himself the entire time. Oh, it was so rough, dude. Like if you know, there's a few guys out there that did not look like themselves. Yeah. Uh, J.K. had like a million turnovers. And this isn't and couldn't me. even move his right arm. He couldn't right. even like flex his hand. Right. I was gonna say this isn't me saying John's a bad player. John had a bad game because John was hurt. Yeah, yeah. he was hurting out there. So well, and it's easy for what does Portland State do? Right? They just want to press you. They want to get the ball out of your playmaker's hands. Yep. So all they did was send a double to John the whole game because nobody else was doing anything. Yep. Yeah. And I get Todd's in a tough spot because we're already playing without Tev. Who's out for the year? One hundred percent. You're right? changing your whole game plan. Changing but. the whole game plan, but he did that pretty effectively against Weber State. Yeah, that's that's right. That a little more, yeah. right? Like one thing that we're that it's kind of got lost in the the loss to Portland State because everyone's been so sad and dejected about it. 
Mays had a pretty solid game. That's, what, that's really the point I was going to make up. And Mazin is a thousand point scorer too. And Mazin has been here for four years. You can make Mazin the leader. You can let Mazin take over the game. Yeah. And that's what should have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mazin finished with 19 points, nine rebounds, nine of 14 from the field. Only one of four from three, but still, like, how many of that was just forcing threes at the end because four nobody else was. Four offensive boards? Yeah. Like, no. He no, Mason had a great game. We were sitting right next to uh, his, yeah, his wife. his wife was right behind us. His mother-in-law and his grandmother-in-law. It was <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right in that little group. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I have been killing myself trying to figure out why. Dre didn't bring the ball up the floor anymore. Okay, so we go to the practice before they play Montana State. We went to the practice the night – or, excuse me, before they played Portland State, went to the practice the night before. And all they do is trap, right? So they were going to say, we'll inbound and then just give it back to the inbounder, and then they clear out. Sometimes they bring a chap, trap, but if you get it back to the inbounder, it'll be fine. So J.K. is going to take the ball out the whole game because J.K. needs to bring the ball up the floor. And for the life of me, I could not figure out why we stopped having Dre bring the ball up the floor – and then I remembered the first 10 games of the season, he was averaging six-plus turnovers a game. Yeah. He couldn't bring the ball to the floor. He couldn't handle the pressure. And and so, you know, as as it's tough with J.K., right, because he can handle the pressure, but he does it by backing guys down, right? So he's walking. He's bringing the ball to the floor backwards, can't Mid, see the floor. Mid-court turns his back to the defender. Yeah, and it's fine, right? I guess he's not turning the ball over by handling the pressure, but he's not making any plays either. We're classic, getting into our we're classic two K move, by the way. I'm all about getting that big strong guard <laughs> and just back them from half court all the way to the basket. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I mean, it's worked to an extent, I guess. Got us a two seed, but it just it just killed me. And yeah. and me and hey, me and you Hayden have talked about it. Just have Spurge start the offense. Have a guy bring the ball up the floor, give it to Spurgeon at the top of the key. Well, and, and Todd did that multiple times this year with great success. That's, with great success. That's what gets me so excited about this team, uh, this team's future is, like, I don't mean any disrespect to any of our seniors who are moving on or anything because they've had a hell of a run and they have led SCU to heights that we haven't seen in the last 20 years. Like Put us on the map. This has been the most – successful three four year run of SU basketball history. So they, they I mean they've SU's known now. Yeah. You know, and that's it, all credit to these seniors that we got. Oh yeah. And, and and but that's the thing is like when you ride with a certain play style, a certain guy or two, you have to ride out with them. I get it. You got it's totally it's, it's you know gonna be the John Knight show and you gotta keep doing that. But at same time, I'm really excited to see how this team responds without having kind of that security blanket. Yeah, because I think our potential is much higher with Jason Spurgeon being the guy than with anyone else. Yeah, not it's just insane. One player, not just our seniors. I, I feel like Spurgeon still is just dripping with that potential well, that you make him the guy and you let the offense kind of revolve around him and he's just going to blossom. It is worth noting that's not just Homer talk either. Like, I forgot which coach it was. One of the coaches mentioned that, that Spurgeon next year, if we were staying in the big sky, Spurgeon could be the best player in the entire conference. Yeah, he was yeah. like, he's not going to be the best big. He might be the best player in the in the entire conference. Which yeah, is he's been, he's been unbelievable. Insane to say. Well, they were even saying that on the, – the commentators were saying that on the stream. 
they're talking Crazy. about how how much how far he's come. So and it's I mean I'm not obviously Nikola Jokic is just on a different level, but I don't see why you can't do that. You don't have to have yeah. you don't have to have Spurgeon bring the ball up the floor. You just give it to him with the high post, and then have everybody move to the other side of the floor. Spurgeon's shown that he can be a passer. He's been a facilitator. That high low with Mason has worked multiple times this whole year. He's been the facilitator, but then when he needs to, he's probably our most auto bucket that we have as far as just like how many times he's tried and how many times it's been successful, right? I mean, obviously John leads the team in scoring, but he's also taken a lot more shots than Spurgeon's. Every time Spurgeon goes to the basket, there's an 80% chance he's either getting fouled or getting a bucket. Yep. Like it's – he's been unbelievable. And And it is worth noting we have barely touched on it a little bit. Um, Tevian Jones – missed this game because he broke his wrist. And obviously, Jones was your 14.6 points per game. He's our leading scorer. scorer, Um, His best game in the season, 36 and 10, came against Portland State in that overtime victory. So, again, and Parker, you said it, we lost by 12. Tevian averages 14 and a half. Like, that's that's huge. It always sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not the most for sure way to break down the game. But, I mean, right. When you look at what happened out there on the floor, it, it just so obviously looked like something was missing. It looked like we just needed like something else. We needed else. a six foot eight, yeah, six foot nine athletic wing who gets angry and takes a bunch of shots. Has an unblockable shot. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. I wish we had one of those. Yeah, more, more, more than anything, I genuinely think that we just missed his energy, right? Because we yeah. saw it so many times with Tevian. He can really turn it on, especially defensively, and just really you know, get the guys riled up. And I think more than his offense, we miss just his intensity on the floor. Right. Just missed having that, he's that little the, ball of energy of, of, you know, wanting to win because that's, I mean, that's just what he did. He's the alpha guy. And, you know, if you're on the court with him, you better match his intensity. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not well, on the court. And Tev, he, he kind of had a slower start to the season yep. after being named uh, yeah. preseason conference player of the year. But starting in late December through February, yeah, he had all, a string of games. Almost all of conference, games, yeah. 18, 19, 13, 18, 17, 14, 36, 15, 22, 19, 23, 19, 17, all in a <sighs> row. Those are insane numbers. That's why this dude is probably the most talented player in, in the conference, and that's what we lost. We didn't lose 14 points per game. We lost a guy who had been averaging close to twenty. Yeah, over his last. 18. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because I mean, and again, Parker and I touched on this uh, on the long drive home. Everybody's injured. Yeah, in the postseason, everybody is. Every team's dealing with it though. But to be down, your main guy, like right, it's, it's a lot different to have have injured than, you know. A guy that comes in and plays five minutes a game, six minutes a game, yeah. gives you ten good minutes even. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's – I don't know. We can compare it to everybody else in the conference. All right, imagine Montana State making this run without Bishop. Yeah. Probably doesn't happen. It just probably doesn't happen. Imagine you, Northern Colorado making that run without Dalen Coons. It definitely doesn't happen. Right. And, by, I mean, by the way, he's – He's every, unbelievable. Every bit as impressive in person as he is He's on unbelievable. TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that – um, you know, never a fan of anyone taking shots away from my guy Bodie Hume, but <laughs> <I know. laughs> Coons may be worth it. So, um, 
The good news is, though, is the season is not over for SEU men's basketball. Hayden, do you want to talk about this uh, tournament invite a little bit? I think you probably know. The yeah. yeah so and going, and going back to last year, too. Yeah. yeah. SUU, they were invited to play in the Basketball Classic. Now, this is a rebrand of uh, the College Basketball Insider Tournament, the CIT. CIT. Mm-hmm. Um, which we played in in 2019. Won a first round game against Drake, lost our second round game to a California school. It was like Long Beach or I don't know somebody. It was a California school, um, but yeah, um, it's exciting. Um, hopefully, SU gets uh, a home game out of this. Yeah. Um, it is. Oh, it'll be so fun. It's it's formatted like the old NIT where they rank the teams one through thirty two. Um, one plays thirty two, two plays thirty one, okay. right? But at the end of every round, the it recedes. It, it recedes. Uh-huh. Oh, so, so we cool. never really know who we're playing next, right? Um, so yeah, so the the best team is always going to play the the lowest seeded team. Yeah, whatever the lowest seed out there is. So to yeah. clarify, by home game, is this played at a neutral location, or would we get a game in Cedar if we are selected for a home game? If, if we get a home game, we get a game here in Cedar on Wednesday. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so, bomb. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, if <laughs> I can't freaking wait until I'm out of SEU media, <laughs> I'm just gonna be dropping all the gossip I hear. I could become the the Shams of of Southern Utah <laughs> University. <laughs> Parker, you could be the Wodge. Um, was this battle? <laughs> yeah. I, I chose Shams because I met him and he was actually really nice to me. Well, Sounds like a cool well Shams been coming out on top lately. Uh, yeah, that's the other reason I chose him. Yeah. He's looking way better <laughs> than than Woj is. Yeah. But uh, no, Shams is. This is a little tangent. He uh, he's his story is cool because so he started writing as like an unpaid intern yeah, writer, like a blogger for RealGM.com, which is an awesome website. Um, it was the first website where they got really popular was they were the first ones that had it like a trade machine. They called it the trade yeah, checker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sports Illustrated wrote this big article. Well, a big article. It was like a sidebar, but big for them. Uh, a sidebar about how GMs were actually using the trade checker to make trades happen. <laughs> That's so crazy. And then suddenly, you know, ESPN makes the trade machine and these guys make their all that stuff. But That's where Shams started was just like as a staff writer for them writing blogs yeah. For them, and just working. Well. I, I couldn't be happier for the. That's guy. so super sick. cool, dude. Super nice guy. Um, but anyways, yeah, Coombsbaum. Uh, if we get a home game, it'll be on Wednesday mm. here. Um, and then, like it says, it reseeds. So maybe we get another one after that. Um, it says the championship game uh, is scheduled for the thirty first, and uh, so the semifinals would be on the 29th, A few days. Before then, so it's a single elimination tournament. How um, often are games played? Is it once a week? I think every Twice two days. Oh, yeah, nice. I was gonna say it's probably gonna be quick. If the, yeah, if the championships the thirty first. Yeah, they want to. Do we know what seed we are then? I don't think so. Okay, at least SU hasn't released anything about it. I guess it. they're still probably waiting on all the teams to accept their invites. Probably. Yeah, and and not to cast aspersions on on these postseason basketball tournaments. Like once upon a time, there was two, yeah, yeah. and now there's like six. So. Right. I think some of them may have gone away uh, during COVID, but, um, you know, teams are deciding, oh, do I want to play in the CIT or the CBI or do I want to play in this new one? Like, they have lots of options now. It's kind of becoming like a bowl game 
kind of. Yeah. Do you like it? More postseason. Yeah. Um, if I was not at a low major, mid major school, uh, I wouldn't care for it. You mean if you were at a bigger school? Yeah. If I was, right. if if I like, you guys know I'm a big Duke fan. Yeah. As a Duke fan, do I care who plays in the CBI? No. Yeah. You know. Right. I mean, I, I, I remember one year. Uh, it was actually when I was on my mission. My mission, uh, Oregon State. They either won the CIT or the CBI. They were like the first, and I followed them closely because there's a cute few guys that I grew up playing with that were on that Oregon State team, mm-hmm. and like they entered the tournament like 13 and 18, and they left with a even record, like <laughs> 18 and 18, and yeah. they won a postseason tournament, yeah. and that was exciting. But also they got into a tournament with a losing record. Like right. it's not that prestigious, you yeah. know. But for a school like Southern Utah, this is our third time ever playing in a postseason tournament. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we have the 2001 NCAAs uh-huh. when when uh, we won the, the Summit League. And then we have the CIT and now this. CIT two years ago. And we would have gotten one last year. We would have gone. What really sucks is since we won the conference regular season, we would have gotten an automatic bid to the NIT last yeah. year had it not been canceled. Yeah, um, which would have been sick. Yeah, it would have been phenomenal. Um, but but yeah, I mean, for for a school like SUU that's still coming up, still coming into its own, yeah. these these tournaments are really exciting, and we're going to be able to play either a mid major or a low major um, mm-hmm. that's in the same sp- position as us, where they're they're building and, and moving in the right direction, but yeah, they didn't I mean, have I've success in their conference tournament. I just think it's cool because it's. I don't know. These guys deserve a chance to have yeah. a postseason, right? For I mean, us, I, for his fans, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we get to watch these guys play one more. Oh, time. Oh yeah, that's where I was kind of getting on going. Is like, I mentioned it to you earlier. Like, it's almost a way to get that bad taste out of the mouth. Like, you got all these legacy guys, John, Dre, Tev. You know, foundations of this program. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, you don't want their last game to be the ugly loss in the Big Sky tournament. Like that's yeah. that's just awful. So. They you want it to be an ugly loss in the CBI. Hey, <laughs> at least it's not nationally televised. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you that uh, that 2019 team that uh, we won the our first round game in the in the CIT. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was thrilled to watch that team play again because this was going to be like my last chance to see my guy Camelouyton play. Mm-hmm. And that first round game against Drake was so exciting. It had a postseason feel to it. And, you know, you, you, you do as, you know, a fan, both as a fan, but also like as a professor, like I was closer to Cam than I've probably ever been to a basket, a men's basketball player yeah. here. Um, maybe before this year when I got tight with, with my boy Debo, but mm-hmm. like, that meant a lot to me to be able to see him play one more time before he moved to Europe yeah. and I never got to see him again. Yeah. You know, so um, John's got such a following on this campus. Oh my goodness. Like people are going to come out in, to watch. In Cedar. Yeah. Not just on campus, but in the community. Everyone loves that guy. Everybody knows John. I mean, the red hair, everything. And like we said, like he's at every, uh, at every basketball game at every level. Like it's it's there's there's gonna be tons of people that want to come out and and watch him play. So, um, but the question is, do you think he plays? I mean, because in that post game press conference, he was like, you know, I'm a feel good kind of player. So if I feel like I can give 
you know, everything that I need to, then I'm going to play. And he said at the end of the game, I felt like I couldn't give everything I need to. And he checked himself out and yeah. didn't play the final five minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. This dude has been battling injuries all year. We yeah. haven't seen all of John Knight since December. Yeah. You know? Um, but also, like, we're, we're once again getting into these non-NCAA tournament, you know, postseason basketball tournaments. It is similar to a lot of college uh, football bowl games where players don't necessarily always play. Like right. that year we played Drake. I think they traveled eight guys. Yeah. Um, so, so well, that's the thing too, though. But if you're, if, if, if you're, if John's role. already hurt, like, does he want to risk hurting himself more to play in a postseason game that, let's be honest, doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Or should he? Right. But does, I mean, does it matter in a sense that he can be like, I average 25 a game playing in the CBI? I mean, is that is that worth more than, I mean, getting an extra weekend with the trainer? Yeah, well, I'm saying right, like but I I lost average? in the second round of the Big Sky tournament, and I right have been hurt, right? At least he's, I guess, I don't know, right? What, what, what are they going to value another... more? I've done something in the postseason, or I took a break and I. What if he has an, drops another egg, though on yeah, Wednesday? That's true. You know, that's definitely true. Then it's oh, he can't. Win in the postseason. SU only beat bad teams this year. You know. Yeah. So I guess I guess I don't know. For a player to low major, it's going to be low to mid major. It's going to be a lot more based on what your draft workout I, looks like. Anyway, right? I would say um, where this team is different than like the 2019 team, where basically everyone played, is we didn't have anyone trying to make it to the NBA or the G League. Obviously, Cam was a special talent, yeah. and I mean, I will defend that dude to my death he's i i probably at least in my opinion still so good the 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 best that we've seen in in the todd simon era he was just phenomenal but even he didn't have any thoughts of i'm gonna go do g league he was set on yeah as soon as season's over i'll go find something in europe you know and so um where we have multiple guys on our team that want to stay here in the country and play ball yeah. Maybe they they don't risk. And the other thing too more. is because what happens if John goes out and plays and breaks his wrist, right? Like tears his uh, hip flexor. The other thing too, though, is this whole team had expectations of playing in the NCAA tournament, yep, right? Yeah. And so now that adds a different flavor to it too, right? Like you were mentioning with that 2019. Probably didn't have real aspirations. Right. We, of were playing March Madness. we were a five hundred team. We were five hundred. Had a couple team. of exciting wins. Uh, we're a twenty-win team that was expecting to win the Big Sky and play in the NCAA tournament. Right? Todd told me that at the beginning of the season, and so now you have, you know, a different tournament available. And for a lot of the guys, I mean, it's right. It feels like getting a consolation medal, which I mean, pretty much is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point, and it's like, how far can they come back? After looking so bad against Portland State, it's like you really expect them to band together and continue to play. I don't know. I don't know. We'll Speaking see. Speaking of uh, these other tournaments, Northern Colorado accepted uh, an invitation to go to the CBI. Cool. Um, which is exciting for them. That's going to be held in Florida. All those games are in Daytona Beach Ooh, um, on site. So that will be fun for them. Obviously, we're going to uh, – Basketball uh, classic. Basketball classic. Um, Eastern Washington just accepted a bid to the basketball classic as well. Cool. So 
I don't know why that fun. that pisses Ooh. me off, but for some reason I'm like, Eastern Washington's trash. They don't. Hey, Steel Ventures is good. Yo, that is annoying. But I that kid is gonna be <laughs> so freaking good. Yeah. He was he's he might be my new Bodie Hume. Where I'm like, oh, that's that's the best player on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how I feel about that is that's kind of just a, a probably more so because of what they did last year. You know what I mean? Eastern Washington. Yeah, they're still right, a now big that, name. Now that name, yeah, now that name was just like, oh, yeah, Eastern Washington. What did they do? Oh. Did they lose in the they lose in the semis? They lost in Northern Colorado. Yeah, they lost in the semis. Colorado, yeah. Quarters. Quarters. Oh, in the quarters. Yeah. NAU beat Portland State in the semis. I mean, not NAU. Northern Colorado beat Portland State in oh, the yeah. semis. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah so, so. Basically, what you're saying is we're on the same level as Eastern Washington. Yeah, and that bugs me because we're not. We're better than they are. We are better than them. Oh, well, hopefully we play them in the basketball classic. Yeah. Well, they have to play at Fresno State. So, Ooh. Did our game get announced yet? It uh, hasn't been announced yet. Gosh, dang. <laughs> well, I guess bottom line is uh, the basketball season isn't quite over for SUU. So uh, stay tuned. SUU News. Um, we'll have updates on when this game gets announced. If it is a home game, you better go out and support your Thunderbirds for one last time. And next week we'll have something other than basketball to talk about. We have a whole week to Unless figure it out. Unless we're winning the basketball classic. Unless we're <laughs> winning the basketball classic. Uh, yeah, that's all for today. Thanks for listening.